Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation, and we're both in the Garden State today. Yes, back in New Jersey. Funny story, I was in uh, Fort Myers Airport with my Merce, waiting to catch my flight back home, and I love when this happens. I run into a platinum member, Gun For Hire alumni, Thomas Daydone, and his uh, lovely wife, Annie. And I just love when stuff like that happens, you know, when you just run into people you haven't seen in a while. And uh, Tom owns the Florentine Gardens in Rivervale, New Jersey. Nice. Yes. So it's it's cool when you run into like-minded people and you have, you know, you can chat and have a lot in common and stuff. And he's Gunfire alumni. He listens to the radio show and everything. Again, gun people are truly the best people. Shout out to you guys. We'll be going out to dinner or something soon. Tom, if you ever want to throw a party for me for free at the Florentine Gardens, let me know. You could, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah just, you know. <laughs> you know, we talk about we talk about rhinos all the time. And you remember, uh, remember uh, Phil Rizzo was running um, in New Jersey yeah. for a Republican seat for the New Jersey 7th District uh, at federal level. And... Uh, he was running against Tom Keene Jr., who I'm no fan of. I used to say all the time, I just wish Tom Kane Jr. was pro-gun. And believe it or not, he was one of the 20 Republicans that voted uh, against the pistol brace ban. Really? Yeah, yeah. This is what we create in New Jersey, you know. And, and I never liked him, him and his dad with the whole Connecticut lockjaw thing and everything, the way they talk. But there he is. He turned his back on us, right? And how does it really affect his political career? So he's definitely just in bed with somebody or getting the money from people, whatever. So we elect them to higher office and they stab us in the back. That's what happens all the yes, time. They do. So Tom Kane Jr., a big F you to you for turning your back on us, the law abiding, tax paying citizens, siding with the Democrats and the criminals. Right? That's how I look at it. They just love to screw us over and over and over again. And there was no reason why he had to do that. Yeah, I know. You know, there was there was, in fact, no reason why he had to do that. He just did it because that's who he's in bed with. And they just hate us. And it's not it's not just New Jersey. I mean, that's everywhere. No. It's, 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 it's that, that, that party needs to be flushed somewhere. <laughs> All the parties do. Yeah. So in things that you can't make up, <clears throat> our attorney general, Matthew Plankton or Platkin, whatever the hell his name is, because he has nothing better to do with his time, he issued two firearms-related directives to law enforcement, okay? And this one's going to make you guys laugh. The first is a directive aimed at collecting, ready for this, anonymous information on process permits to carry handgun applications, anonymous, right, in order to guide data-driven Policy making and resource allocation. What? Yes, as well as publicly provide information that is in the public's interest, aka anti gun interest, following the U.S. Supreme Court's year old decision expanding the right to carry a firearm in public. Okay? So he wants to collect data. Now, this will be the, the double edged sword. If they collect data and they don't see that law abiding gun carrying citizens are increasing crime they'll bury it if they see violent crime going down they will bury it this whole directive is to set up to see if one out of 150,000 carry people use their gun and get charged with a crime that's what this is all about that's exactly what it's about Okay, so I love the bureaucracy involved. You ready for this? Collecting and analyzing data of this magnitude (laughs) will assist in creating data-driven policy to enhance public safety across the state. Now, let's, let's do a flip side on this. What if they did a report and said, wow, 
repeat offenders mm. commit 90% of the crimes in this state. Maybe we should incarcerate those repeat offenders and that would lower crime. Imagine if we had that type of data-driven policy and analyzed data of that magnitude. It Maybe wouldn't take long to analyze that data. We already it? have that data. Yes, we do. Yes, we have the names and addresses of all the data. So, so wait a minute. So he says here that resources, resource allocation pertaining to processing application for permits to carry handguns is important, and it, it provides the Attorney General's Office the opportunity to present this anonymous information, oh my God, you ready for this, in a dynamic, forward-facing, and transparent oh, way to on. assist the public in understanding the impact of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin decision. Wait a minute. As well as the new gun laws enacted by Governor Murphy following the disheartening decision, which set common sense safeguards to protect our communities against senseless acts of gun violence. Are these guys <coughs> the biggest tool bags you ever heard in your entire oh life? My God. It's just every conceivable libtard buzzword grouped together with the wrong focus yet again. So this is the best. I, the best is yet to come because obviously they're not versed in the Constitution. No. Obviously no. no one's ever read Heller, McDonald, right. Catano, or Brune. Because you're ready for this one? This, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Law enforcement is now the ultimate decision maker in approving or denying applications for permits to carry handguns, and we must be aware of the impact, said A.G. Plankton. Listen, they're not maker? the ultimate decision maker. <laughs> the Constitution is. Their job is to do a background check that the Supreme Court said was allowable that we're going to get knocked out. Right. Okay, because we have 27 <laughs> other states, 28 states are constitutional carry. Law enforcement is now the ultimate decision maker in approving or denying applications. This is a guy who wakes up every morning and puts two inch lifts in his shoes and wears four inch heels, and he's still only five foot three. <laughs> you want to talk about a Napoleonic complex? Holy shit, he's the ultimate decider. Well, give him a cape, a scepter, and a crown. Bullshit. Law enforcement is the ultimate decider and decision maker. So I'm going to proceed. I'm a little pissed. But this is the mentality. This is the <clears throat> mentality. Oh, my God. By implementing these reporting procedures, we will gain better insight in the effect of higher prevalence of handguns being carried. I love this shit because it's us. We're the problem. Meanwhile, yeah, yeah. it's like they're staring into space and... It's Sodom and Gomorrah all around them. Everybody's right. raping and pillaging and shooting each other. And all crime, you know, victim on victim crime, criminal on criminal crime, nonstop gangbanger crime, inner city crime. They could give a shit about it. Right. They could give a shit. All of their focus, all of their resources are on the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens that have been vetted with background checks and fingerprints and references and interviews. That's where all of their focus is, on us. Right. As the crime rates and the carjackings, people's houses are getting pushed in and they're taking the, your car remotes and driving your cars right out of your driveway and right out of your garage. They could give a shit about any of that. Okay? This is what he wants to focus on. Data-driven, data-driven, data-driven. They're looking for shit. They want to see how many people are denied, how many people had to get an expungement, how many people did this. Because then they're going to try to pass laws, which they will pass the laws, that are going to make it even harder for us to get a gun, harder for us to carry a gun, because time and money is on their side. Yes. Because it's our time and our money. Yep. It's on their side. Yep. They could give a shit. They'll spend their whole four or eight years of their administration just wearing us down, wearing us down, knowing full well, 100%, everything they're doing is unconstitutional. And they could give a shit. And they don't I care. Love this. They don't no. care. I don't even know if they know that it's unconstitutional. Like you said, what? I doubt very much they've, even though they've swore an oath to uphold yeah. and protect and defend, yeah. uh, I don't even think they've ever read it. Uh, no, they have never read it. They have never read it. So that's where we stand. I have some insight. Uh, you know, July is right around the corner. Uh, what's today? The 18th? Yep. Sunday the 18th, I believe. Right? July. July is right around the corner. And uh, 
the new training mandate is coming out soon. So, uh, you know, I have some insider information. I wouldn't be surprised if the new training mandate doesn't look very similar to Gun for Hire's existing training, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Anthony Bocchino had sent me an email. He goes, just listen to the Reedison show, and you had mentioned the training requirement that will be required for July 1st, but no such training exists yet. It exists, and it's, they, it's all written up. It hasn't been released yet. I'm, I'm curious if it can be blocked in some way, shape, or form, like the insurance mandate, or was this part of a most recent ruling? Will we have to wait for a lawsuit if not blocked? All right, Ant, so I covered it last week, but it, if the training is not very similar to what we've been doing for the past 30, 40 years in the state of New Jersey, we'll be filing a lawsuit immediately, and we will be asking for a temporary restraining order, and we will go before the appellate court in New Jersey, which probably end up on Chief Bum's desk, and she'll decide what she wants to do with it. So we could get a temporary restraining order. This is more for the lawyers to answer, but from what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, what I saw, it's not going to be over, overly intrusive. I don't, I don't believe there should be mandated training as a constitutionalist, but uh, we, you know, baby steps here. I, yeah. Most people didn't think we'd ever get carry in New Jersey. So right. if you got to shoot 50 rounds in your gun and take a use of force class, uh, uh, that's a small price to pay today. We could worry about training in uh, future lawsuits. Right now we're still Which fighting. Which you should be doing existing. anyway. Yeah, well, you should be doing it voluntarily. Uh, but, you know, one of the things they're going to do is uh, it's very important. Be careful with the flybite night instructors because it's the this is going to be written yeah, that's that the liability is going to be yeah. falling on the instructors yeah so if you hire joe schmo who's part-time does his thing out of his house mm. if you're involved in a shooting that guy is going to get subpoenaed he might also be sued and you know he just better have the credentials to back it up like i a, a, a reddit post somebody was like uh will we honor holster draw from another school or institution and somebody posted well if you're not part of their tribe and you don't take their tribe stuff that they don't honor oh. so i'm like no that's not the reason right. it's called insurance liability yeah i pay a few hundred thousand dollars liability insurance for this place my instructors are under that liability insurance my instructors are under the umbrella so they can't don't lose their houses or anything i get sued gun for hire woodland park range gets sued my instructors are not going to have people take their classes that took a holster draw certification somewhere else that we can't validify Okay, that's how it works. It's not about a tribalism thing or hooking your buddies up. Anybody who has any common sense and knows what it's like to run a business, especially a firearms business, it's liability reasons. And there's plenty of clowns out there issuing uh, diner certificates yeah. still. Yeah, our insurance carrier requests that if we're going to allow people to holster draw in the range and in classes, they have to take our class, which we submitted our curriculum for all of our classes to right. the insurance company because the insurance company knows not if but when we get sued yes. for something yes. they need Jersey. to make sure we're not working off a post-it note right okay so so that's why it's that way mr uh tribalism on reddit or whatever it was that that's the answer for this so the same thing when it comes to qualifications you know my guys that teach the uh the uh, use of force we submitted that use of force to the attorney general's office, and we basically used the use of force that the police are taught in the police academy. And we used the questions and everything from that. So, again, in defensible in court, is your, is your use of force class similar to say it's uh, almost identical? Yeah. Who taught the course? Oh, PTC certified instructors. You know? And, again, I'm not hating on the little guys. Just the little guys out there, make sure you have insurance. The little guys out there, make sure you have an LLC, make sure you have insurance, make sure you're covered because the more people you qualify, the more people out there are carrying. So I've been doing qualifications since 1992. Myself, the organization, we've been, I've been deposed numerous times and we've been sued numerous times. Yeah, and it's we've, inevitable. We've, yeah, we've survived every one of them. And even after you win, your insurance still goes up. Of course it does. So, right. Great job. You guys did a win. We're sending an appraiser down because we have to reassess your policy. Anyway. But, so, so anyway, back to the AG. Man, he really hates us. I mean, him and Murphy, this, uh, this, this hate runs so deep for us law-abiding, tax-paying citizens. And uh, it's just it, 
it, it gets to my core when yeah. I see this. And I know they're j- the whole job, they want the criminals on the street because by causing dissension, they can continue to do what they want, the race towards full communism or socialism, or whatever right. you want whatever yes. you want to call it. So you want to release as many monsters onto the street and and you, this way the police have to come in and you have to rely on the police and your government. I get it. I get it. Disarming is important. You know, the 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 only thing left be how many countries Sandy still have a middle class? <laughs> right? Maybe yeah. it's maybe dwindling. Israel. Yeah. I don't even know if Canada has they're hanging well, on by a know, thread maybe. If I don't you know Canada is a whole world in and of itself. So there's not many countries left that have a middle class. And if you believe, like, look, Venezuela used to be thriving middle class. Venezuela used to be a thriving, booming economy. Brazil. And, yes, Brazil, same thing, until they, they uh, let the communists in. Yeah, so we're, 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 we're like all eyes. It's like a Lord of the Rings thing. All eyes from the oligarchs and the uh, New World Order people and the bajillionaires, all eyes are focused on us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're it. Yeah. Why do you think our border is wide open? Right. I mean, why do you think we're up to $34 trillion in debt? Why do you think they're fighting so hard? And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. It's all right in front yeah. of us. Yeah, there's no conspiracy about it. It's just right there. It's all playing out. All you have to do is take a look at the number of fentanyl deaths in this in the uh, uh, United States have increased since the Biden administration has taken over by, by a hundredfold. So yep. there you go. You know, the reason we, we talk about um, helping each other out, and I pitch all the time, I'm jumping a little ahead, but, you know, I always pitch U.S. Law Shield if you live in New Jersey, right? Yeah. U.S. Law Shield, uslawshield.com, <clears throat> use code word gun for hire, one word. And I always talk if you live in New York, you should have N-Y-T-A-C-D-E-F-E-N-S-E, right? New York Tax Defense, $35 a month, use promo code gun for hire, one word, you get 10% off your monthly membership. I was in Florida, get an email from uh, Joe Hunter. I'm glad you're back safe from your overseas trip. Thank you, Joe. Uh, James, James Hunter, I'm sorry. I want to get your insight on two things. I relocated from New York to New Jersey in 2020. Prior to that move, I had a New York City long gun license and a New York City premise permit license. Wow, bravo. Recently, I received an email from NYPD stating that the licenses had expired. I called and spoke with an NYPD officer, Brian John. He requested that I email him a copy of my FID card as well as a copy of my New Jersey carry permit to close out both of my New York long gun and pistol premise license. Do you think I should send a New York PD my New York carry permit and FID card? Is there a potential for any issues if I do send the copies? Also, since I work in New York as a social worker, he said I can leave my pistol in the car lockbox, which I purchased from the gun fire store. Thank you. Shameless plug. Separate from the ammo during my work shift. But he couldn't tell me where I can find a law saying I could stop in New York even with the pistol in the lockbox. I hope it's true because I would like to carry as soon as I return back to New Jersey after my work shift. What are your thoughts? Sorry for the long email. Respectfully, James Hunter. I don't know. So what do I do? I reply back. Hello, James. Thank you very much. Let's ask the expert. And I copied Peter Tillum, Esquire, who's the owner of MY Tech Defense. And Peter... Peter, you got to up your game, by the way. It took you like seven minutes to respond oh to the God, email. Oh, my God, what a slouch. I mean, seriously, next time you come in, I, I'm, a, I'm a stern talk with you. Seven minutes later, this is from Peter Tillum, in, in caps. He is not correct. He may not stop in New York State with the pistol and without a New York State license. There is absolutely no law in New York that protects you. You would need to rely on the Federal Firearms Owners Protection Act, FOPA, which would allow you to pass through New York but not stop. I think they want your New Jersey paperwork just to show that the guns are no longer in New York so that you can cl- they can close your file. I do not see a problem with that, uh, with that question. Would they issue you a non-resident since you work in New York? Um, since you are expired, they may require an entirely new uh, application. Peter Tillum, Esquire, New York Tax Defense. That's how we roll. I ain't a lawyer. I always go to Dan Schmutter. I always get yelled at by Dan. Anthony, why did you answer that? You're not a lawyer. I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. He's not going to let me pet Quint now. So right after that, I get an email from Joe V. Hi, Anthony. I wanted to give you a quick update on my friend, whom I refer to Peter Tillum, because of you. By Peter reaching out to New York City Licensing Department, he was recently granted his New York City CCW pistol permit. Wow. My friend said he had been waiting many, many months with no answers or updates until Peter jumped on it and fixed it. 
What a pleasure. My friend just called me with the news and to say thanks. My thanks go out to you, Anthony, for everything you do for all of us. Enjoy the weekend and happy Father's Day. By the way, just finished reading your book. Very well done. Joe V. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why everybody goes to our website. That's why the the police departments in hundreds of towns sent everybody to our place because we're wired in and we know where the information is. There's nothing wrong with posting magazine questions, this question, that question on New Jersey Firearms Syndicate, on Reddit or whatever. But legal advice, forget it. So you email me, I copy Peter Till, I copy Evan Knappen, I copy Dan Schmutter. We get an answer, you know, so someone doesn't get jammed up. Everybody should be doing the same thing. It's very, very important. Do not do not take advice like that from a Facebook lawyer. Now, he heard that from a New York, New York PD cop said he could bring his gun into New York as long as it's in a locked box. Right. There, Peter Tillman said there's no law for that. Right. Under FOPA, if he's driving through New York and that's not his final destination, he's going to his mother's house in New Hampshire or something, that is okay. He can even stay overnight in a hotel. But during work, locking his gun up, he's committing a felony in New York. Yeah. All right. His car got broken into and his gun gets stolen. He's getting locked up in New York. Yeah. Right. And he's going to wish he had NY tax defense if he gets locked up in New York. If he got locked up in New Jersey, he'd wish he'd had U.S. Law Shield, right? Right. So it's important, everybody out there. And you know our AG, he's looking at this. They're waiting for people to screw up. They're waiting for people to get, you know, screwed up. God forbid, you want to hear about a tragedy? In Trenton, a three-year-old boy got his hands on a gun in the house and shot himself, and he died. All right. This is not something we can tolerate now if that gun was owned by someone who had a carry permit what do you think it would have been the front page of all the news right but everybody out there listening how many have heard about this i haven't heard about it yeah of course you haven't heard about it and it was june 14th wednesday june 14th okay additional details were not made available but it was on princeton ave in trenton so you know it was probably an inner city kid it might have been an illegally owned gun it might have been a legally owned gun i don't know which one it was i'm not going to make any you know distinction there but if it was joe schmo who had a carry permit and left that gun out and the kid had it the media would have jumped on it the governor the attorney general they all jumped on it this is why we can't have people have carry permits tragically this kid died because of some idiot in the effing house yeah okay and this should never ever happen never gives us all a bad name yep where are we at we are at uh, about 23 minutes, so we've got about 10 minutes to a break, or unless you want to take a break. No, no, no. I want Biden. you to, uh, can you play the clip with Biden? Oh, yes. That's Please. it. Uh, <clears throat> well, maybe we should set this up, right? Um, our, after a, a long-winded speech in Connecticut. Um, anti-gun speech. An anti-gun speech, which, of course, Connecticut is the place you need to go to dance in the blood of Sandy Hook. Um, yes. Our... Uh, uh, illustrious leader uh, made world news when he uh, said this. God save the queen, man. <laughs> he ended his speech with God save the queen. Man. man. God save the queen, man. And then he did the T-Berry shuffle. Yes, he did. Every time he goes off the stage, he does that T-Berry shuffle because he wants everybody to see how, how much vigor he has, how spry he is, I guess. That's right. Yep. You've noticed that, right? I sure have. He's and, got that little bit of shuffle there. That's not so. You know, it's 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 like you know the media is is protecting him, but he's out. He's out there. Come on, man. Oh, Gavin that's, Newsom. That's just not. That's just not right. <laughs> Gavin Newsom just asked to debate Ron DeSantis, and Ron DeSantis says, "Once you throw your hat in the ring and say you're running for president, I will debate you. Until then, shut up." <laughs> okay, because Newsom is going to be the Democratic nominee, uh, not it's not going to be Joe Biden. I'm telling you right now, yeah, they're prepping if, Newsom. If you started this. to see what's interesting, you start to see organizations because I looked at that and I and I said nobody's going to. The New York Times is going to carry this. This is gonna, they're just going to wax over this thing. And then I saw Mediate who actually reported on it. They took a little bit of a slant to it. They you know. Um, they played up the fact that he was speaking for a uh, a gun control group uh, and and happened to mention it, paid homage to the dead queen, 
<laughs> you know, not like the fact why? that he's completely out of his fucking mind. Just the fact that he paid homage to the dead queen. Long live the queen. Uh, sorry. She's dead. She's dead, you moron. You're supposed to say long live the king. Right. And somewhere, <laughs> I said to my wife the other day, I said, here's Prince Charles going, motherfucker. Are you kidding me? I'm the king. I'm the king. I can't get away from this bitch. I saw I saw a meme. I saw a meme with uh, King Charles on the meme, and it said, um, "70-year-old man finally moves out of his mom's house and gets his first job." That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Hey, hey, hey. But yeah, long live the queen. He's so out of it, oh and the media God. is just, just so yeah. protecting him. You know, I really, really didn't want Trump to run. Uh, but every time they attack him, he goes up in the polls. They just don't get it. Yeah, I know. They just don't get it. I know. And now he's like 63% in the polls. 60, <laughs> 63% in the polls. Could you imagine this shit? I, it's crazy. <laughs> it, it's it's crazy. DeSantis is like at 23%. And Trump is at 63%. And these mofos, they just keep attacking Trump. And they just keep indicting him and this and that. And he's going to win. He's going to become the first president who's in incarceration. <laughs> Okay, they're going to do the inauguration in Sing Sing. In Cell Block 6. I'm, I, I, had, I had dinner the other night with a bunch of people, Tracy's birthday, and sitting across happy from birthday, me was... Happy birthday, Tracy. Yes, happy birthday, my love. There's someone sitting across from me who's a liberal, and he agreed with me. I said, I, I, the last thing I want is Trump-Biden for the next election cycle, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was really hoping after Trump lost he would just become a fundraiser and a figurehead for the uh for that wing the MAGA wing of the Republicans. You yeah. know what I mean? I thought it would have been a good place for him, but obviously, you know, he can't. He's an egomaniac. Ego, he ego just, is he, ego. Yeah, yeah, he can't do it. Yeah. But yeah, the Democrats if they just left him alone, he probably be at 25% right now. But every time they attack him, they're they're taking other people who are on the fence going, this isn't right what they're doing to him. I'm going to vote for him now, you know, because the establishment is going after him. Whether it's all true, this true, whatever the case may be. Holy shit, what is wrong with these people? We have <sighs> third world countries laughing at us. Oh, my God. They uh, I watch Sky News from oh, Australia. Sky News is great. They, they do a <laughs> daily, day, daily yeah. idiot thing. <laughs> they play and they show. It, there's a lot of stuff we kind of don't see either. No, we and don't see this stuff. It. If you, I download the app, Sky News Australia. Oh, my God. Oh, they great. are on Biden so bad. You can catch I, it on YouTube, too. Yeah, they they really can't stand him. Oh he slurs his speech great. and everything. Yeah, and yeah. but I believe, watch Gavin Newsom is gonna. It's probably gonna be Gavin Newsom out there against Trump. To be honest with you, <laughs> uh, I I like DeSantis. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, I would like to see like a DeSantis Tim Scott or a Tim Scott DeSantis or something. But you know, and then who's Trump gonna pick for a running mate? Who wants to be his running mate? Right. He he. The best thing he should do is pick a potted plant. Yeah, it's certainly right? not going to be that yeah. the putts might. Oh, why don't we just get? Uh, did you see? <laughs> did you see the meme of the collapse of the um, Route ninety five bridge in in Pennsylvania? Did you see the the new meme they have? No, I didn't. Oh, it's a, it's great. You have to see it. It's a. I, Diane showed it to me uh, the other day when we were driving. I almost ran off the road. It was. Um, it's you know that photo of Christie sitting in the beach chair. Yeah, on uh, on the beach, they of have course. him sitting on a giant beach chair, collapsing Route ninety five and all of the all of the backhoes and shit around them. It's hilarious. It's just it's so perfect. Christie threw his hat in the ring. Pence threw his hat in the ring. Tim Scott threw his hat in the ring. The uh, the mayor of Miami, uh, Hispanic, threw his hat in the ring. Uh, conservative threw his hat in the ring. It's going to be interesting, but RFK Jr., he's not going to be able to debate anybody. Hey, why don't we the, run uh, at this point? The Indian guy, <laughs> Vivek Ramashway. I, yeah, I like him. Yeah. Oh, I, I like him, too. Yeah. He's going to get murdered, but, you know, like, uh, not murdered physically, but they're just, the media is not going to give him any time. If it wasn't for Twitter, he'd have no platform. Yeah, that's you know? true. I, I, do, I do like him. I like a businessman like him, but... Uh, uh, 
it's it's going to be interesting seeing what's going on. But yeah, Trump ain't going away, ladies and gentlemen. He's seventy eight years old, and he's like the ever yeah, ready bunny. He's he an really orange is. ever ready bunny, not a pink one, an orange yeah. one. And the more they keep attacking him, the more he goes up. And he raised six million dollars the day he went and got uh, indicted or whatever when he showed up to be charged in Miami <laughs> so in, that day. He raised six, six million dollars overnight. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of sad. Um, I want to go over. I don't care about PTC right now. You know, uh, well, why don't we do some housekeeping? Oh, God, I got a lot of housekeeping, and I got a ton of stuff from Petrolino too. I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so, Doctor Joe Sampatero from uh, Optimal Health and Wellness has a new uh, person in his uh, practice, and it, her name is Holly Holly Tritt T R I T T. She's going to join as a medical assistant and p- uh, patient liaison. So we just want everybody, we want to welcome Holly um, to his uh, practice. So it's the two of them now with no more than 250 people. So it's 125 to 1 ratio for concierge medicine at Optimal Health Wellness NJ. So don't ever forget that. Dr. Joe is the best. Yeah. You know, standstrong.biz, I'm a little pissed off at some of you standstrong.biz people. We have over 400 2A businesses, products, and services. And I get an email from Daniel Ianuzo that says, uh, I tried to use a few businesses on the uh, standstrong.biz, but uh, no one called me back. So what? nice, nice people, nice people, nice. Uh, he also wrote that he uh, he's getting his, his feet are getting dragged uh, in Belleville for his uh, re- uh, change of his carry permit. So he's going to go to a town meeting. And I saw Trevor Ferrigno yesterday uh, taking Chuck Leonard's uh, NRA pistol instructor class and I shamed Trevor and I told Chuck to take 10 points off his final exam because he hasn't gotten back to me yet on running a a course here on how to go to these uh, public uh, meetings you know town hall meetings and stuff and pitch a bitch because we're going to get Trevor and Gary and a few other people to do that because I think it's a phenomenal civil service and anybody taking this you should bring your kids here too like from low teens up they should come in and sit in on these classes and seminars and learn how to talk uh, remember Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club. They're looking for uh, junior rifle members from 12 to 18 years old. To learn more, go to lakeis.org. Sharon Decker. Sharon, last week's Wall Street Journal was an article about float centers and about how it's so good for people for stress and relaxation. So Zen Float Center in Scotch Plains. Ask for Sharon Decker. There was a huge article. I believe it was the Wall Street Journal talking about that my guy john at aberdeen guns in monmouth county stop down you can get my book crime proof think like a criminal and beat them at their own game or you can get decoding firearms by john petrolino the north jersey friends of the nra dinner is approaching it's going to be october 5th at biagio's go to friends of nra.org events find out about it and a month away is the cnjfo dc project fundraiser and you should all be going because Brian Bergen and Jay Factor are going to be speaking, as well as Bill Spadia uh, and the mansion on Main Street, who's on the, uh, the, the, the biz directory now, standstrong.biz. You should support those who support you. So I, I believe it's very, very important. You know, one of our instructors, uh, Vlad, a lot of you know, you're all listening out there, Vlad. Vlad has uh, created his own business outside of Gun for Hire that is for law enforcement only. And uh, Vlad will be retiring after 25 years uh, with the uh, police department as an instructor. And he's been a full-time law enforcement trainer since 2009. And he has worked as a lead instructor uh, to special units, members in service, as well as academy and level recruits, academy level recruits. Additionally, he was assigned as the range master, lead armor and defensive tactic coordinator for his department. He's certified to teach numerous subjects to members of service. Vlad is a state certified physical trainer, pistol, shotgun, subgun, and rifle instructor. Keeping with that background, he's also a chief instructor at Gun for Hire, and he founded a company called Threat Reflex LLC to continue his passion for training police officers, adding his influence and providing officers with options that they may not have had in the past to better themselves in their training. And uh, so Vlad is surrounded by a lot of good people. So he teaches civilians here under Gun for Hire, and his own business is called Threat Reflex, which is only open to law enforcement. Okay, Um, and he he invented this thing called rep system, repetitious system, muscle memory and recall. 
So cops can come in and take like a four-hour immersion class of muscle memory under pressure that's that's designed specifically for police. So, uh, you know, and one of the things is a lot of cops, even when their departments are paying for the training, they don't want to go. Because not all cops are gun people. We've talked to the, talked about this forever, right? Yeah. So, so, but Vlad has been being quite successful. He's running a lot of the classes out of here, like in the mornings and at night and stuff, out of the ranges, you know. So he's been doing this, and it's been quite successful. So I wanted to pitch him out there that not only is Vlad kicking your guys' asses in holster draw and urban classes here and everything, uh, but he and the long distance classes, but he's also doing a phenomenal job with this. And all of my guys, uh, Jim Y and Jim M and uh, Mo and uh, Tony um, and Will and everybody that I forgot, Lewis out there and uh, damn, I can't forget. There's so many of them. I'm never here anymore. I can't remember them all. Uh, oh, Rod, retired Wayne cop. They're all doing a great job. But now Vlad is writing it every month. He's a contributing editor, uh, writer for New Jersey Cops magazine. And every month uh, that when the magazine comes out, he's writing a, a training article. Oh, that's which, great. Which, yeah, which is really good. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with that. You know, we only surround ourselves with... Uh, the best of the best of the best of the best. So uh, he, Vlad just fits right in. He's been gun for hire alumni forever, him and his uh, lovely wife. So I'm very proud of him, and that's why I'm spending so much time talking about this. I just want to, uh, just wanted to get that out there. Now, <clears throat> John Petrolino wrote an article for Bearing Arms. This is a great learning segment I want to talk about. He also mentioned it because it's in my book. Uh, it's summertime, and we usually what comes to mind is like barbecues, pool parties, the heat, you know, act, outdoor t- activities. But we hardly ever mention about the influx of, you know, criminal activity that the summer months bring. And uh, what's going on is like at, at this is right in our backyard here. On Tuesday, February 21st, at approximately 9:30 a.m., the North Arlington PD. By the way, North Arlington PD, I shamed them so bad. They have a new permit officer, and he's issuing permits rapidly now. <laughs> Bravo. Um, I, they received the old officer I was going to send them a case of butt bite. Uh, the North Arlington Police Department received a 911 call reporting a home invasion that occurred at North Arlington residence. The actors involved posed as Amazon delivery drivers, oh. and they forced their way into the residence after the homeowner opened the door. The actor struck the homeowner with a handgun and stole cash, sneakers, and jewelry before fleeing the scene. Okay? Amazon driver. Pushing. Leave the stuff at the door. Have a nice day. Watch through the peephole or the cameras and make sure that they're driving away and nobody's waiting on the right or the left of the door. Mm -hmm. Okay? In my book, I talk about this scam, right? Uh, And people who read my book know this. Uh. A woman in 2008 answered the front door for a flower delivery, and when she opened the door, she was knocked to the ground and tied up. A white van backed up into the driveway, and two perpetrators ransacked and emptied the entire house. All right. When she was asked by the cops why she would open the door for a stranger, she said it was her 35th wedding anniversary, and she figured the flowers were being delivered from her husband. What had happened was two weeks prior, they had paid painters to come into the house and paint the interior of the home, and she had on the calendar on the side of the refrigerator marked, circled in a red marker, our 35th anniversary oh, and the man. date. Yeah. So the painters knew that. They told their friends who were criminals, and they, you know, we, they used it as a push-in robbery. I tell everybody, take a number five envelope and write tip on it and put $5 on it and slip it under the front mat of your door. And when you get something delivered, you say, leave it on the front steps. There's a tip for you in the envelope under the front mat. There's no reason for you to open the door. Right. Okay. You can also ask people to show you identification through the peephole. There's, you know, but again, Sandy calls it normalcy bias, right? We get deliveries all the time. We get deliveries all the time. It's just open the door. He's wearing an Amazon uniform. He's wearing a UPS uniform, mail uniform, because you can buy them in any uniform place. Absolutely. Okay, you can buy them anywhere. So it's important that, you know, we go through the color code. So, John, thank you for mentioning uh, Crime Proof in there. It would save a lot of people's lives if they would just take the time to read the book. The problem is most of the people that need to read my book or John's book will not read the book because they don't think they need it. Right. The majority of people who read our books were people that knew 90% of the shit already. Exactly right. (laughs) And for them, it was just a refresher course. Right. 
And then when we go home and we try to tell our significant others about the values of it, they just roll They're their like, eyes. Yeah, always yeah, worrying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're always worrying. You're all, you're just trying to make me paranoid. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, we're just trying. Fortunately, to Fortunately, my wife care is more paranoid than I, which is even hard to believe. Mm. His wife's Sicilian. Yeah, she sleeps it. with a knife. Right, she does. Well, actually, yeah, she calls a it a point. shank. Yes, right. <laughs> They don't admit to the school, but there is a school somewhere that oh, teaches yeah. them at an early age. Absolutely. They invented two things, the Sicilian, the, the stiletto and the vendetta, and yes. they go hand in hand. Stiletto yes, and vendetta. Remember that. Those are Sicilian. <laughs> you know, down in Florida, I can have stilettos out the front night. Yes, you, yeah, I know. Silencers. I know. High-capacity magazines. Yeah. SBRs. It's great, isn't it? And I can Except drive the Florida golf cart. Blows. Yeah. Southwest Don't Florida, go to Florida sucks. No. It's no. terrible. No. And so does the Gulf Coast of Alabama. Yeah. Horrible Louisiana place. is a good Horrible. state for you. Yeah, great state. Great Louisiana, state. the bayou. Right the in bayou. There. The yeah. people that that have lived in the bayou all their life, they're very welcoming to foreigners very and newbies. Welcoming. You just come in and go, hey, how you yeah. doing? And they, they're good. They teach you how to swim good. with they, cement they, swimmies. They do, yeah, <laughs> with, the, with the local pets, you know, uh, local pets. So I got this guy, Matt. Uh, he used to shoot here on occasion, and then he moved down to the Carolinas and good friends with another friend of mine, Tony Cena. While I was away, uh, he came in to the <clears throat> bachelor party, and Matt and Phoebe, and I don't know who else, any other managers who helped facilitate it. Thank you. I love getting these emails while I was away. Hi, Anthony. Hope you're doing well. I wanted to extend a big thank you to you and your whole team. The hospitality and professionalism that was shown to us by your team was absolutely top-notch. We could not have asked for a better experience, and the guys had an absolute blast. A special thank you to the RSOs who supported us during our time. Both Paul and Noel were excellent. They provided great advice to everyone and took the whole experience to another level. I can't thank you enough for helping to make uh, sure that our day was successful and it could uh, as it could be. Stay well. Best regards, Matt Novatoy. Thank you, Matt. Family, family, family. We we really appreciate that uh, that your bachelor party was a success. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, I listened to your show on Sunday before the family wakes up. Heard you were looking for stories about New Jersey State Police application process. I went through the process at the Sussex County Station, and it was excellent. I applied 220 and picked up at 5'8". 220, 320, 420. I'll tell you, two months and two weeks is not too bad. Resident of Delaware County, New York, uh, Carl H. Carl, thank you. So two months and two weeks for a non-resident carry permit through a state police barracks. I'm going to give them a 8.7. Yeah. How's that? Pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I'm Anth again. Mike Candido from Jay Moore. Anth and gang. Yes, I said Anth again. I have just come back from the range having hosted a party for 13 of my friends from St. Joseph's Hospital. Everyone at Gun for Hire side was terrific. Marvin, Lewis, Randy, George, etc. Four or five of St. Joe's people had been to Gun for Hire before. Some others had never shot a gun before. Even if they had, most had never before fired the much-aligned AR-15. After an hour of shooting, there were ear-to-ear smiles all around, and I think everyone liked the AR, and it wasn't what they expected. I'm sure a lot of them will be back to Gun for Hire. Thank you, everyone. Great for the great night, Mike Candido. Mike, thank you so much for that. You know, talk about each one, reach one, right? Mike does this all the time. He hosts people. He brings newbies in all the time. And uh, he's like Dr. Dombrowski, too, that's, that brings people in all the time. I love when you guys do that because, you know, the much maligned AR-15, the black rifle, everybody comes in, and then when they realize it's no different than a Woodstock rifle, <laughs> it's semi-auto, they're just judging the rifle by the way it looks, like you communists judge us by the way we look and act, or where we are in the social cast of life, right? The groups we belong to. Yeah, you'll you look down upon us, but meanwhile, we all eat and poop and bleed the same way as everybody else, right? And in the end, we all become worm chow. Yep. You know, the one who dies with the most toys still dies. That's right. <laughs> Ask Steve Jobs. None of us gets out of this alive. Yeah, all the money in the world, and Steve yeah. Jobs still died. That's right. Waiting for a kidney, he built a medical center for the University of Tennessee and miraculously got on the first on the list to get a new kidney. And yeah. he still died. Still died. Okay. Anthony, thank you for what you do. I've been following you since the beginning of the year. Oh, a newbie. I have been putting off applying for my carry 
and taking the class. Time and money, store of my life. Ha. Huh. I just spoke to a friend of mine tell me a fellow veteran he works with in New Jersey was flagged for an application and denied due to having PTSD claim from with the VA. Shortly after, shortly after, not only did he get denied, he had his firearms confiscated. Man, I wish he listened to Gun for Hire Radio. Yep. I understand I'm probably not getting full facts. You probably aren't. But all I know is he has severe PTSD and respectfully maybe shouldn't have firearms in his possession. I don't know. However, my question is, if this is something you're hearing is in fact going on in this wonderful state, should someone not apply as a veteran with PTSD rating with the VA if he or she wants to keep their firearms in the house? I'd appreciate if you can give your two cents if you have a moment. Again, I appreciate all you do. Jonathan S. Jonathan, there is no black and white answer here. There are very, very different forms of PTSD. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. Luckily, we have a network of people. Anybody that's had any med- medical issue, a medical issue that, that might be a disqualifier, m- mental or medical, physical, or a PTSD issue, you need to take it to the next level of professionalism. We have a network of lawyers through ANJRPC. That would be the first phone call. Consultation. This is what happened. This is what it. The lawyers have seen it all. Yep. Knappen, Pisano, mm-hmm. Schmutt, they've seen it all. Yep, all the exactly. two-way lawyers yep. have had everything drop on their desk. Peter Tillum in New York, they've had it drop on their desk. They see what works, what doesn't work, what needs to go to a, a licensed healthcare professional, doctor, mental health doctor, whatever, what letters are needed, et cetera, et cetera. I can tell you all listeners one thing. If there's an issue of mental health or PTSD, Taking a shot and applying is the wrong avenue. Right. Without professional yep. consultation. Absolutely. Okay? Because just like your buddy said, he was denied, and now he's not eligible to have an FID card. All of his guns get confiscated. Now it's an extreme uphill battle yeah. to right. get everything back. To try to get back, that all restored. Yep. If possible. Yep. And it's going to cost five times the cost. And understand, this started under the uh, Obama administration to start having most uh, discharged service members classified as PTSD for this particular purpose. Because we don't want those people that we trained to facilitate a rising. Exactly right. We don't want somebody who knows how to use a gun to have a gun. Exactly. Exactly. So, Jonathan, the, the key is stop, send me an email. Send Strike Force an email. Send ANJRPC an email. Send me an email. Info at Gun for Hire. Phoebe usually answers. Depending on where you live demographically, she'll decide, geographically, she'll decide where to send the email, what attorney or whatever, through the ANJRPC. Everybody should belong to ANJRPC.org. For $40 a year as an associate member, you can directly go to those lawyers, all right? And they're all responsive. And you give them your situation, whatever it may be. I tell everybody, listen. Even if you have an FID card, if you, your girlfriend broke up with you when you were 17 years old and you told your mother you were going to kill yourself and she called an ambulance and they kept you in the hospital overnight for observation, even if you have your FID card, before you apply for your carry permit, which is going to be scrutinized much more, mm-hmm. okay, you should seek a lawyer who's a gun lawyer, not your cousin's uncle's friend who does real estate on the side right. and he owns two guns. And he, I just had a guy here the other day. Bergen County. He's trying to get something done. I'm like, do you have a good lawyer? Oh, yeah. My uncle's doing it for me. I'm like, okay. Yeah. What are you, you going to say? Yeah. Your uncle's doing it for you. But your uncle doesn't. You get a guy like Frank Pisano or Evan Knappen, who they've literally handled thousands of these. Right. You know, he knew exactly what to do with Mo. Frank yeah, Pisano. Right. Right. He knew exactly how to right. handle it. He yeah. knew what angle of attack. He knew what would ring the bells, what would not ring the bells. Right. right. That's, that's how it rolls here. Yeah. And Mo, I want to have you back on for an update, by the way, because Mo has now taken it upon himself. He's helping other people who are going through the same problems in Patterson. He's guiding people. I have people emailing me uh, with situations, Sandy, and I'm emailing Mo, and Mo is responding back immediately. That's great. And that's that's the way it's supposed to be. All right. Yes. And Mo's going through a lot of problems. He just he had to resign from his job so that he could stay oh. home 24-7 to take care of his daughter right now. So little little prayer out there for Absolutely. all of you out there listening. That family is going you through know, hell right now. Rich Rich Keones went through the same thing. Yep. Ainsley Reynolds went through the same Absolutely. thing. You know, yep. losing a child uh, is uh, not the easiest thing in the world for people. No parent should ever have to uh, no. bury a child. But uh, so here's Mo now. 
uh, you know, paying it forward, yeah. for lack of a better term. Right? He called me up. He's just we all did man. what we had to do, and now he's helping other people, yeah. and that's the way it should be. But going full circle back to Jonathan S., you know, we learned this a long time ago. We were the, one of the first people to alert what was going on with Judge Caslow in Bergen County. We saved a lot of people's hides. Uh, by telling them to pull their applications before they went before the judge because we knew. And then he changed his tactic. He started calling some people and not people, you know. Yeah. He must really have a lot of love for me. Too bad. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but we saved a lot of people's hides. So have, share with your friends and family to listen to the show, listen to Gun for Hire Radio, join ANJRPC, join CNJFO, join NJ2AS, join the NRA, join FPC. And SAF, at minimum, five the five families, just join. Spend $200 a year. It's the best money you'll ever spend. The more, the merrier. We need to fight together. So, this is another email. <clears throat> this is a long one. I'm going to wait. Should I wait for this one? Let's see. Okay. Joe Murphy, Califon, New Jersey. Um, wait a minute. Where am I reading this? Ow! Oh, I'm sorry. My back just snapped. You guys ever have your back snap? <laughs> My back just snapped. I was planning on dropping you a note about uh, some permitting problems I am encountering, but uh, uh, first, I listened to this week's show, and your Trader Joe's encounter in Naples was a great story. Yes, indeed, it was a great story. I want to tell you guys another story. Last week, Tracy and I, we want to go get something to eat. All right, babe, where do you want to go? She goes, this place looks good on Franklin Ave in Nutley called Meal, M-E-A-L. Okay, let's go. We go sit at the end of the bar. You know me. I like to sit at the end of the bar. I can watch the door, right? The, the wall is on my right side, <laughs> and the door is towards my left, and my wife is to my left. So there's this woman, roughly my age, sitting across from us. And a few minutes later, two young girls come in, attractive young girls. I'm listening to them talk. They're her daughters. And uh, they're... They're eating, we're eating, and all of a sudden she's looking at me. The mom's looking at me a little bit, a lot, and she goes, are you Anthony from Gun For Hire? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. She goes, you don't remember me, but like 15 years ago, my father was an NYPD cop, and he took me to your school in Belleville, and he made me take a lesson with you to learn how to shoot guns because there was guns in the house. Wow. She goes, I had a good time, blah, 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 blah. She goes, you went through the whole class. You talked about this. She remembered shit I didn't remember, Sandy. <laughs> like 15, 18 years later, she's repeating shit that I used to say when I used to teach. Wow. And I gave her my card. I gave her two $25 passes. I said, she lives in New Jersey now. I gave her my card. I said, why don't you come with your daughters? Both daughters, I want to shoot. Wait, the oldest daughter goes, I've been to your place with my boyfriend. She goes in her wallet and she pulls out the black and red gun for hire family member card. <laughs> the mother goes, you never told me. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm in the middle of a domestic now. But how cool is that? I That's love great. that. I'm just having these random encounters, one in Naples, Florida, and one in Nutley, New Jersey, you know? And Tracy was with me, and Tracy heard last week's show, and she goes, babe, you shared the Naples story. Why didn't you share the Nutley story? I'm like, I, I completely forgot. Like, you know, you know what I mean? There's so much going on. I completely forgot to give that. It's so cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, here's a good one. And this is stuff that's not in our wheelhouse. By the way, Will is becoming a Maryland uh, certified carry instructor. So if anybody wants to get their Maryland non-resident permit, Will be, stay here. Will anybody wants to get their Maryland resident permit, uh, we'll, we'll be able to do it in a couple of weeks. All right? Uh, Tony and uh, and Will and Matt and Phoebe are working on that. So, uh this guy is Mr. Murphy. I, I've been putting a little bit of, uh, you know, anonymous here and stuff. <clears throat> and uh, he says, I was, uh, I was planning on dropping you a note. She liked the Trader Joe thing. Making the effort to do a good deed or kind deed for another can give such an outside effect on someone's personal situation. There before the grace of God go I. You and your staff should be proud. I'm very proud of my staff and everything we've done in the past 32 years. He goes, I wanted to remind you that the struggle continues and it is everywhere. Probably best kept my name out of this uh, until things get settled. I received my PTC at the end of the March after waiting 100 days. That was through the local police department and given where I live. I was disappointed with their performance. I subsequently applied to the Pike County Sheriff's Office for a PA permit and was approved in five hours. I also applied to Florida and I had the permit in hand in 20 days. That includes mail both ways. Mm. I know. 
Since I travel frequently with my family to Connecticut and Rhode Island, and now that we live in the enlightened age where a shell issue means you can actually have to, you have to issue permits, I sent both applications. Two weeks later, my Connecticut application was returned because they would not accept the training I submitted, and they said the identification I submitted, birth certificate, driver's license, New Jersey permit, were insufficient proof of citizenship. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Took another training class and submitted my application, a new training certificate, and copies of my passport. It has been eight weeks, and I still have heard nothing. Rhode Island's permit application process is a bit arcane. We qualify people here for, Ro for Rhode Island, by the way. You bring your target in, and we'll do the qualification. Our instructors will sign off on it. But anyone can, can apply to any police department for a shell issue permit. I submitted my Rhode Island application, including required qualification administered by Rod at Gun for Hire. Okay, good. I didn't even catch that. Rod is top-notch. Yes, he is. Six weeks later, I got a call from the chief secretary who I had consulted with on the application questions. Extremely helpful and a pleasure to deal with. She tells me that the chief has three issues with my application. First, I did not check which target was used for their qualification. Rhode Island stipulates any Army L target. Army L target is a huge target with circles on it, by the way, for shooting out like 300 yards with an M1 Garand and an M1 car carbine. Okay. There was a line for an Army L target, but no uh, Army, Arm, Army. There was a line for for an Amy L target, but no Army L target, and I checked nothing. The numerical score for the qualification could only come out from an Army L target. The only other option was a combat Rhode Island score, only for retired LEL. Second, she says he has a problem with one question on page two. Page two has six questions about the applicant's need for a permit. I answered N.A. to all, but he only had a problem with my N.A. answer uh, uh, to one of the six questions. Third, she says the requested letter uh, of need is insufficient. I wrote one line. I am applying for a permit for self-defense. I thanked her for the call and tell her to tell him that he should know better than to ask those questions and please have him call me or better yet, email me his concerns. Twelve days ago go by and no call or email. So I call her for an update. She tells me he's consulting with the Attorney General of Rhode Island about my application and will be in touch shortly. I expect some, I'm changing the word here, shenanigans to be afoot so i had already prepared a lengthy letter to the chief basically stating one that there was no correct target to check two there is no criteria and he cannot require a showing of need three need is not a criteria and he cannot require a showing of need also uh included citations to two rhode island supreme court decisions to the bruin decision attorney general guidance to the application and a letter from the ag to all the chiefs of police explicitly supporting my position. I did have a strong closing to this letter. This morning I called the police department and spoke with the secretary since it has been almost two weeks and nobody has gotten back to me. I was told Lieutenant Eli Mulligan was currently looking at my application and that it, along with other applications, would be discussed with the attorney general. Well, here's the deal, Mr. Murph. I love what you're doing. Anybody out there that has gone through Rhode Island already, why don't you share with us what police department you used that was easy, okay? Because I want to know that, and we'll put it on the Gun for Hire Carry website portal, and people can use that and use that department that seems to be the easiest, okay? What do you guys think out there? Let's get some help out there, please, okay? I think it would be great to have some help out there and share because Mr. Murph here might have used the department that the police chief is vehemently anti-gun like we have in New Jersey because right. it's by department department. You know, because our IG, AG says the police departments are the ultimate desire, decider <laughs> on whether you have constitutional <laughs> rights or not, bitches. We own your kids, by the way. You don't even own your kids. And we can decide. We're the ultimate decider. We are godlike, but we are a kind god. <laughs> Sandy, I have some great classes to talk about at Gun for Hire. Uh, Chuck Leonard and his lovely wife, Luann, are going to be back here doing NRA instructor courses in August and September. So basic instructor training. The next round is August 12th and September 23rd. The next round of pistol instructor classes are going to be June 17th, August 19th, and September 30th. Instructor CCW class, two-day class, is going to be July 15th and July 22nd. 
Uh, and we have a few other classes coming up. Obviously, we have hemorrhage control on August 9th. We have CPR AED on August 8th. We have use of force classes running constantly. We just added more holster draw classes. And for, we get this request a lot, so we keep running these classes. Gun Cleaning 101. Learn to clean your gun correctly from the best. New course dates have just been added. July 27th and September 7th. These classes have been ordered, added, by the way. So, you know, sign up for the classes. we got a lot of summer classes going on. We do a lot of classes in the morning before we open. We do a lot of classes at night. Uh, it's just been a uh, you know wonderful uh, thing that's going on. Our training department is the best it's ever been by far. It's been through a lot of iterations over the years. I do give a shout out to uh, Joe Senti, who was my first tactical instructor, who helped bring the training to the next level from basic classes to advanced classes. And my guys, every iteration have just springboarded it. But Tony and company now have just taken it to new heights. Lewis was the other instructor's name that I forgot. Sorry, Lewis. Oh, and Wayne Monaco. <laughs> How could I forget Wayne? Um, so that's it, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. I will be here again next week in New Jersey, unfortunately. Uh, love you all. Keep doing what you're doing. Gun people truly are the best people. Continue to educate people. Pay it forward. Pay attention to that PTSD thing and other problems like that. But help people. Educate people. They are coming for your kids. They are coming for your guns. They are coming for your social status. If you do not believe me, open your eyes. You're absolutely right. And with that, it looks like you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a counterthink media production. The music is in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal, and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which you should be getting for everyone you know, because it is saving lives all over the country. It's available at wherever great books are sold or at the Gun shop, bookshop, gun range known as Gun for Hire, where Anthony frequents from time to time once or twice a year. Yeah. Happy to maybe catch him there or win the lottery. He might sign your book. He might not. It all Probably depends not. on it. If you're part of the cadre or whatever it is that uh, only goes there, then maybe he'll sign it for you. If you're not part of that membership, then probably not. Well, we love you guys uh, from New Jersey this week and not next week. God willing, I will Je be. <laughs> God willing, Jesus Tarry's in the batteries hold now. We will see you again next week. And until then, may God save the Queen. Oh,